I know those guys well. They're the right couple of bastards. What kind of music you like? Those stories are all lies. Ask me if I give a shit. Alright everybody, welcome to another episode of the Silver Emulsion Podcast. My name uh, is Will. <laughs> see if we can remember it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, your name is Steven. Yeah, alright, two for two. <laughs> alright, here we go. <laughs> Today, uh, we're talking about a movie from 1978. It's called Message from Space, yeah. directed by Kinji Fukasaku interesting 78 that's that's the same year star wars came out right star wars came out in 1977 77 okay may something but uh, i was looking at at dates release dates because i was curious so message from space came out uh late april 1978 in japan mm. star wars the original star wars came out in late June 1978 in Japan. So, what we have here is a situation where Star Wars was a big hit and then somebody was like, we gotta make a Japanese Star Wars fast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And get this shit out before real Star Wars comes out. Yeah. At least, I couldn't find anything to corroborate that, but uh, just judging on the release dates and the fact that message from space contains a fair amount of star like star wars stuff yeah it was <laughs> it was very much reminding me of star wars yeah it, so it, it <laughs> clearly somebody saw it and then they uh repurposed some of it <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah there's some uh interestingly weirdly close release dates there of yeah yeah i'm um I think the second Galaxy Express movie is kind of weird like that too. Uh-huh. That it it has a character that is highly reminiscent of Vader. Yeah. And it comes out like just like a little bit after Empire Strikes Back. Okay. But not so far after it that you would think somebody could have taken the ideas from empire and put it into a, an animated movie like that like they yeah. must have had a development time much longer than the gap between it and empire strikes back right out. so it's kind of a a weird one where you're just like what the hell how did, was this just a weird coincidence well he's it, in the first one I he mean, is in the first one but his backstory and stuff is not explained uh, and it's it's a lot of stuff like that becomes like the the vader backstory yeah and so it's really weird that huh. you just think, because, and I know Vader's backstory was a big secret at the it time. Was, it, it was. It was kept really tight, really tight lid on that. Yeah, though when they shot it, they didn't even, the guy in the suit, David Prowse, didn't say, like, I'm your father. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the actors on yeah. set, it was just like a big secret between like George Lucas and James Earl Jones and whoever was doing right. the sound recording. <laughs> right. Wow, and so there's something like that in, in there's yeah huh. it's it you kind of interesting. I'd say I'm spoiling it, except that you see it coming precisely because Star Wars is oh, so familiar. Okay. It's like you you're just like, oh, is this gonna be like Star Wars right, the whole right. time? And so it's like that's funny. 
there, there's a lot of stuff in this movie that uh, is oddly reminiscent of Return of the Jedi as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, maybe, probably not, but maybe uh, George Lucas saw this and like, oh, yeah, we could do something like that. Because <laughs> there's the, the end thing that's, that's supposed to be kind of like the trench run is actually right, the right. tunnel, yeah. which is Return of the Jedi. And then it actually looks really similar yeah. to the Return of the Jedi. It one. does. There's it's, a couple of shots that are like, whoa. That. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, wait, what? <laughs> and then, I mean, the the Emperor doesn't come until um, Empire Strikes Back. And even then, he's just a hologram that's in like one or two scenes right you don't actually see him until return of the jedi but here the the main villain the vader stand-in or whatever is has like his mom yeah she that's was all vaguely, elderly and kind of emperor-ish and sitting in this big in throne, throne that's kind of similar yeah to the, which is yeah later was, on in empire in return of the jedi yeah there, there was some weird stuff in there that's just like yeah and the way that the 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 villain is thrown off the the tower. Is oh, yeah, very yeah. much through like that, through the window. The it's just, yeah. That, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's yeah, it's, <laughs> it's kind of weird. It's very interesting. It... I mean, we know that uh, George Lucas took from Akira Kurosawa to to from Hidden Fortress specifically to kind of set up the story and right. the, the some of the characters, the droids and. Have you seen Hidden Fortress? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. been a while, but that's a fucking good movie. Yeah, I remember it being pretty good. Uh, I remember it's, it's solid. It was one with like the girl was pretending to be mute or something, and there were or is that a different Kurosawa? I know there was an, a Kurosawa one where it was. I don't remember a girl being mute. Maybe that she was like that. pretending like there yeah. were these. She was like trying to disguise herself as a like a deaf mute, and then these dumbasses were like yeah that's probably describing it. their plan and she was trying not to get pissed off at it because she was getting pissed off at it but then okay. that would reveal that she could understand <laughs> them and <laughs> yeah maybe that i don't even remember that a girl trying to be i mean there's the girl that's basically the princess and then yeah Tashira mafuni has to like i think that was her transport her yeah i think there was something in that where she was trying Trying to not be recognized as yeah, the princess and I kidnapped. Do, so she I remember that, but I don't remember the deaf thing. I'll have to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, I, I will too, because I don't remember a whole hell of a lot other than that, oddly enough. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's a good movie. So, I mean, it's not outside the realm of possibility that, that George Lucas saw this and then right maybe was then influenced by this but uh, it it did get a american release right? it did it did in in october of 78 yeah (laughs) while i remember uh, my dates i just looked them up and i could understand a guy being like oh i made this movie here's this movie that's taking all sorts of ideas from mine i kind of want to see what they did yeah yeah and then going oh hey they did this stuff that's kind of (laughs) cool yeah i mean it's it's very possible because the first movie you don't even have any kind of inkling that there's an emperor right and so that's a completely a creation of of this message from space so i mean i guess you know there's an emperor because it's an empire and an empire has an emperor but you don't see it as a character right never referenced as a character yes do they call it the empire in the first movie i don't know I want to say that they do. Yeah, I kind of, I think they do. I want to say that they do, but they definitely don't talk about the emperor or right. mention him or anything. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. 
There might be something of Vader getting orders from people, but I don't. In it, the you first, don't see not the in the first movie. I don't, yeah, I don't, in I, in the in the second movie, the second he one. he has like this communal fucking egg pod thing. Yeah, yeah. That's that he talks to the emperor of. in. That's in Empire. Not the first one, okay. And then uh, you see him in the, in the last one, but but uh, in the first one, it's just Vader, and that's pretty much all there is. And then you have like that council. With Peter Cushing, he's a fucking General Tarkin. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they don't talk about the Emperor, though, so. Yeah. Those movies just run together for me yeah. so much. Because oh, man. I usually, I usually just watch them all together, and that's oh, why really? they run together. I oh, don't man. watch Star Wars and then not watch the Empire Strikes Back and oh, like okay. I watched the first one is like well gotta watch the I mean maybe a day or two apart but it's yeah. like if I'm watching Star Wars I'm, I'm watching the whole trilogy I'm not just gonna pick one right so they all they've just blur together to wow. me so I, I I sometimes have difficulty like where the line between them is well, because it, yeah. it's just they're all it's one movie to me is what it is they, it's just, they are they are if you ever have any questions, I mean, I'm pretty familiar <laughs> with them. I mean, I don't know. Um, or you could just watch them again. I could just watch them again. <laughs> I've got them in there. They're solid. They're solid. Yeah, I've got them in their non-special edition on DVD. So yeah, I have those as well. Those those fetch a pretty price on eBay. Yeah, I, I saw not too I, long ago. I imagine so at this point. It's crazy, but yeah. they do. It's what happens when you don't release the movie on video right, for right. a decade or more. <laughs> well, they put them out, but they don't. They don't. Uh, it's always the, the, the special editions. Yeah. yeah. So. The. I guess there's. I mean, they're special in that they're bad. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that they're I, a like, downgrade. I have a problem calling them the special editions. Because they're so common now. It's yeah, like they're, like, the, they're the normal version right, now that like, everybody sees. And yeah, I don't know. I had to kind of force myself to watch the special editions just to... You don't have to force yourself to watch them. <laughs> I was just like, I should see them. And so I sat down and watched <laughs> the special editions. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, they didn't upgrade anything, really. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. The bar scene, the dance scene in Jabba's palace, was that was depressing. <laughs> we don't need to bring that up. <laughs> Oh Jesus! <laughs> so this podcast took a turn. Yeah, <laughs> steer it back on course here with some. Uh, All right, so some fun non CG <laughs> from the seventies. Yeah, so yeah, Message from Space doesn't have any any badly uh, singing CG with spit coming at the screen. Uh, it's all models. Lots of models. Yeah, pretty good models, I thought, too. For the yeah, solid models. Um, lots of really interesting model work. And uh, different in that, in the way... I've noticed this in watching the Gamera movies, where they'll have, like, fighter jets flying, mm -hmm. and they're clearly, um, like, connected, so that when they're flying across the screen, they're, like, flying as a group. Oh, yeah, but they're yeah. like obviously connected and I can't see where they're connected, but they're definitely moving as one unit. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of that in this movie that I noticed as well, where it's like, okay, they're, there's like, they're on some kind of apparatus together flying right. around so this, uh, you know, 
shot some kind or whatever. Of Japanese technique that yeah. wasn't used in American. Yeah, movies. and they definitely don't use that in Star Wars at all. And right. and so it's yeah, it's some Japanese thing that they do. And the uh Japanese miniatures, of course, are renowned yeah. you know and so that they're, they're they're fun here I, I like those little alien spaceships with the little green lasers oh those were fucking awesome yeah those like <laughs> those, were... those pseudo tie fighters yeah they were like they were in this weird kind of octagonal shape right <laughs> and was... shooting this fucking lasers lightning kind of laser yeah. lightning good old 70s effect yeah nothing looks better than than old school lightning effects that's yeah just, it's, it's that's like it's the fucking great. pinnacle man it's like why would you do anything other than that if you're yeah, gonna have I don't lightning know. I mean, it looks so good yeah, it's just fun as hell little yeah and their big like aircraft carrier that was a pretty yeah, awesome that model. thing was fucking great. This big old compartment that the things would fly out of. Yeah, I love that when they'd f- fucking shoot out of that. That was awesome. You don't really see anything like that in Star Wars either. Like to that where a model is coming out of another model. Right. There's yeah. there's definitely shots of things like coming out of uh, docking bays and stuff. But the way it's done in Star Wars, it's like they're composited together. It's not like yeah, it's not they didn't like build a giant fucking hangar <laughs> and then shoot a model out of it. But so, yeah, I appreciated that yeah. in yeah, this one. Was, uh, a lot of fun visuals in there. Yeah, I, I read their, that their weird combining jet that the little yeah. the Millennium Falcon replacement had like the two that, ships attached to it. Yeah, like I they talked about that at the early part of the movie. Something about like oh we're gonna fix our shit and and we'll combine into one. And I thought like okay, so they're gonna make some kind of Ultron thing. And then it turned out that like no, we just kind of attached <laughs> the ships to these weird arms that fold out and then detach i don't know it was very fucking strange yeah i mean the original explanation <laughs> was kind of hilarious too. like we're gonna make this ship and then we're gonna attach yours to it and then they can separate and reattach and it'll just be cool like there's no reason for it it's just it'll be cool <laughs> <laughs> why not you know <laughs> yeah I, I got a good kick out of that because this was the era of like voltron and yeah and g-force and things doing that kind of stuff in anime and yeah and that's just for no reason other than it's cool <laughs> <laughs> and uh a lot of the designs in this movie and stuff were done by a guy that i'm not going to remember his name but he's the guy that created super sentai and Kamen rider yeah. and all these great um tokusatsu shows and movies and all, he was like the guy that did all that and so he also worked on this movie doing designs and things like that. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of see it like in the villains with those like helmets and yeah, yeah, the design. I don't know. It, it feels very like Japanese. Yeah, it, feels like, it like, just feels like a Japanese right. weird goofy thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I love all that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was going to say that at the time this was the most expensive Japanese movie ever made. Oh wow. Hmm. It cost somewhere between 5 and 6 million, which is roughly half the budget of Star Wars. Wow. And the first Star Wars wasn't exactly a high budget for the time, was it? I don't think so. 
but kind of but late 70s 10 to 12 million is probably fairly high budget i mean i don't know off the top of my head but i know like budgets are we think of now budgets so oh, 100 million 200 million whatever the, they're so like out of control right, now. Right. but like like aliens for example i remember specifically was 15 million and i remember thinking mm-hmm. the last time i watched aliens aliens was 15 million why the fuck couldn't you make a movie like aliens now for 30 million you right. know like theoretically you could make inflation a, isn't that bad right <laughs> right and like okay double it even triple it 45 million all physical effects you got another alien style fucking movie you got spaceships you got models you got fucking aliens and all kinds of suits and shit and it's amazing but yet modern you know special effects movies you know they 150 million whatever is no big deal avengers is probably 250 or something like that yeah and it's just like yeah i don't know it's, um, it's very frustrating and that one piece of shit was on the TV the last time, which was the, like Fast and Furious one with the building exploding. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> fucking piece of shit! Oh, <laughs> that was like, god. oh my god! That like, yeah, that looked I mean, fucking pathetic. That explosion, right, right? And it'd probably be cheaper just to blow up a house. I mean, I understand it's a house, it's a thing. You know, you don't want to blow it up. A lot of work went into that, and but yeah, I don't know. You can make some fucking shoddy. Uh, uh, you know, movie house, whatever. That's just yeah, some plywood just, and shit. And that's not going to be too hard to do. Yeah, I mean, they've done up. it before. Right, right. They did it all through. You know, everything up until CG, and it was perfectly fine. Yeah. I don't know. Very frustrating. But anyway, most expensive Japanese movie at the time. Um, it was later superseded by another Kinji Fukusaku big uh, international movie. Uh, a couple years later called Virus and then uh, I looked up what is currently the most expensive movie and it may surprise you (laughs) (laughs) it's an anime Mm. Steam Boy nope they've passed that one it was uh, the Princess Kaguya Oh, okay. Huh. That cost roughly fifty million U.S. dollars to make, um, and Steam Boy was like twenty something. I yeah, I, I remember saw that Steam Boy being the most expensive when it came out. That was the last I'd heard on the subject. So there was some other live action movie that was more that was like number two, and then Kaguya mm-hmm. was the first one, and I was like, wow, I guess it makes sense because that animation style is really unique. Yeah, yeah. But fuck, man. <laughs> I mean, that that doesn't yeah it doesn't surprise me much because that one I mean animation is expensive yeah I guess so and there were other Ghibli movies like in the top yeah, twenty I'm, I'm and sure stuff. Yeah, Ghibli whole movies bunch. don't exactly uh, hold back so right so yeah it was just surprising to me I didn't even think that like oh they would cost more but apparently they do yeah animation's expensive it it apparently is hand drawn animation like that's more expensive than CG animation. And yeah, I, yeah, because I guess you got to put in all the man hours of people drawing everything. Right, right. I mean, that's why there's so much CG in anime is it's a cost saver. Yeah. Like in, in these Hollywood blockbuster Avenger movies, they're not cost savers, but in right. anime it actually is. Yeah. It, it, they actually save money by doing that. Hmm. <clears throat> well. So it's 
a, a very different uh, industry. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like Hollywood is the one weird probably industry, like, like in terms of world cinema. Like yeah, it's, it's the one going to excesses for yeah reasons. Because like the most expensive Hong Kong movie. Um, that I know of is a Jackie Chan movie that costs like 60 million US yeah, that's... and that's like you know and there's probably more now because that was like a few years ago mm-hmm. um, and now they're getting more into CG but um, I mean yeah, <laughs> the, the amount of money that Americans spend on movies yeah, is just like kind of ridiculous crazy. it's crazy yeah, I don't uh, know Got to make that CG texturing spot on realistic and, and still know. obviously not real. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It always is going to look weird to me, but yeah. anyway. It's, uh, <laughs> I think CG at this point, at least in Hollywood movies to American audiences, is kind of like the, uh, the horse clop effect in uh, movies Yeah, where it's, you just get a couple of coconuts and clop No, that's not what the sound horses make on a dirt road. It's right. More like the sound they make on a, maybe a paved road. But, right. But it's like that's kind of become the this, the the effect for horse. Yeah, and they just accept even if it's it somewhere it shouldn't be, or the the sound silenced handguns make. Oh it's yeah, yeah. Always that same sound in Hollywood, even if that's not what actual silenced weapons yeah. sound like. Right. But it's just kind of it's become this thing where if you don't do that, it sounds wrong. Yeah. And so and like if you don't do the CG, it looks wrong, even if it like it, it for some reason to audiences now, yeah. modern audiences, right. it looks more realistic than really blowing up a building to have a shitty CG explosion, just because it's become so accepted i don't want to believe that that's true though like (laughs) i mean it's you're probably right and clearly people accept it because like the movies are huge but man that's so fucking sad it's like it's really we're really leaning towards the future of of people choosing internet like vr over reality and i just yeah as a sci-fi person i don't i don't want to see the world (laughs) go down that road man yeah, it's, it's kind of yeah. Because I mean, I'm I'm thinking now, like, would some like twenty year old today used to all these like sci fi movies like yeah. Avatar and Avengers and whatever all else go back to Aliens? And what would they think of the effects of in that and how? I mean, fucking Aliens is dope, though. I mean, that's I the thing. It's like, I look at that, and I see, holy shit, that movie looks fantastic. But I don't know how many modern audiences would... Yeah. Like, the younger kids who've grown up with CG and never watched old right. things like that. No, I wonder about that, too. And because they, they they just see CG, and they don't bat a fucking eye. They just, like, that's movies. Right. And it's like, so it's like, what? No, that's wrong. (laughs) And I mean, and I know most of like the, the, like the, oh, that's shit goes to things like Gamera that are not on the level of aliens. But Right. But any movie that has like really solid effects like aliens or 
fuck. I don't know. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but Terminator two for yeah, sure. Yeah, Terminators the first one, or, to some degree. I don't yeah. All that shit. I feel like yeah. I feel like Predator, people would, yeah. would accept any of the good old Arnold classics, yeah. honestly. I, I, I don't think I've seen an Arnold movie where the effects are shitty. Well, uh, yeah, there's probably some towards yeah. the end of, end of days, <laughs> and mm. there's some pretty pretty uh, questionable CG in that one. It's like yeah. late 90s. I, yeah, I, I, I enjoy it because it's shitty. It's Arnold fights the devil. How the <laughs> fuck can that go wrong? <laughs> I mean, it's not a great movie, but... I mean, he's yeah. fighting the fucking. Yeah, I've not seen you know, that one. He's I, fighting I do, Satan. I, I think I would remember Arnold <laughs> fighting Satan, and I have not seen that. So I, I, I have not seen that movie. Yeah, it's yeah, not, but I'm. It's not I'm great. Thinking of like his '80s, stuff, like any of his movies from the yeah, 80s. no, the I think 80s every stuff single one I can solid. think of, that, like even the ones that aren't like considered his great ones, or like yeah. They still look freaking good. The, yeah, no, the they're all good. They're all good. good. Like Kindergarten Cop. The, I remember the scene where the guy gets shot in the bathroom and there's like blood spattered on there because I was really young when I saw that and it was like yeah. Kindergarten Cop. And, uh, and then, oh crap, some guy's brains are blown out on the freaking tile. Like it just was like a totally unexpected thing, even with Arnold there. It was just like, I just didn't expect it. it like, I don't want to go to school. <laughs> I'm gonna get killed in the bathroom. <laughs> oh man! But I mean that scene, like, it doesn't look half as shitty as like CG blood oh my spray God. on CG a... blood looks fucking awful. I I don't know why anybody does it anymore. It's just like clearly it looks like shit. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I get that maybe it's easier to do to shoot on the day. Like, oh, you can do multiple takes because you don't have to change clothes and all this shit. Like, but. I mean, yeah. they they gotta know that they're putting out an inferior product. I mean, there's a fucking a Japanese, um, the newest Satoichi movie, the one that was like, like a reboot or whatever mm. that Takeshi Kitano did. The it's all CG blood, and this is like I don't know, two thousand one or two thousand two. Oh God, that's gonna be freaking horrible. So it's pretty close to the beginning when it was really becoming a thing, and. A lot of the swords are CG. Oh, even worse. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a guy like holding a hilt, and then they put CG swords and CG oh. blood. And I mean, I that saw hurts. that when it came out, and I didn't like it. And maybe I haven't even be... seen it, and that hurts <laughs> to imagine it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember it being very good, but I mean, I don't know. Like I... Maybe. If you were blind, <laughs> yeah, you like gotta Zatoichi, be, the blind swordsman. You got to really cosplay Zatoichi to enjoy the movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. I mean, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't have to watch that shit show of CG blind. Ugh. I don't know. Well, we should probably get back to Message from Space. It doesn't yeah, have any of these. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> problems. It's delightful. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's definitely handmade. It's yeah. this is all it's a, put together uh, by hand. You know, it was strangely there were there were a few little moments with the mother specifically. Yeah, like, that it kind of reminded me of the evil guys in Dark Crystal. 
Oh, okay, yeah. Like, it's just kind of like seeing her in the show, like, just for some reason, it just, like, it kind of feels like Dark Crystal somehow. <laughs> I could see that now. Like, I didn't feel it then, but I could see that looking back at it. She is kind of, like, hunched. And, and, they, and they gave her this big pointy nose yeah, that's yeah, kind of like yeah. the, like, not, clearly not a beak, like the whole. Right, but there is a similarity there, yeah, for just sure. A posture and yeah. attitude and voice. Just yeah, kinda. yeah. <laughs> Uh, have you seen any other Kinji Fukasaka movies? No, I don't think so. This is probably the you first see one. see Battle Royale? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see Battle Royale. Okay, yeah, so that's so. his last movie. Okay. Yeah, this yeah. is somewhere in the middle, and uh, this is unlike any other movie that I've seen of his. I haven't seen a lot of his, but um, he's primarily known for Yakuza movies that are relatively realistic with uh, realistic violence handheld camera work in the action so that it's real chaotic and like mm-hmm. you know um and you see some of that in the action here but uh a little bit a li- there's a lot of handheld but it's not i mean it's chaotic in a bad way i would say <laughs> in this movie <laughs> but in those it's really well done anyway like then somewhere in the middle of his career he started making these kind of movies where they're like big budget sci-fi movies and uh there's a war movie that was a co-production between the u.s and japan called tora 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 oh okay and uh kurosawa was originally going to direct the japanese part of that movie because mm. it's supposed to present the war from both sides what right. world war ii I don't know if I said World War II, but anyway, now I've said it at least twice. <laughs> but uh, so Fukusaku directed the Japanese part of that movie, okay. and that might have been the first co-production that he did. And then now, he, you know, in the 70s, he did a bunch of, uh, of these quote-unquote international movies where there's English actors and mm-hmm. English-speaking actors and Japanese actors, and I don't know, but... He did a bunch of those, and then Battle Royale somewhere. <laughs> he got to Battle Royale, and that's his last movie. Uh, um, but this was just a, a new experience. <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah, it, I, I was not expecting this to be as fanciful as it was. Yeah, it's was, it's pretty fucking... I, I was expecting it to be a little more straight sci-fi than Star Wars. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty fucking Star Wars. I mean, it's pretty fantasy in space. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that there's any science in this movie at all. No, no, probably not. I mean, there, <laughs> there's spaceships, but. <laughs> there's spaceships, and they're in space, and there's galaxies and people coming from the, different. Yeah, it seemed very confused on what galaxies and nebulas and solar systems and planets were and what the difference between those different yeah, things are. <laughs> confused is a good word for for this. Like, yeah, there's a lot going on and I don't know that I could make sense of it while I was watching it. I mean, broadly, bad empire guys is attacking the good people of Who, of the planet who and they ask for help from earth basically <laughs> right they well they they don't Not specifically specific, ask yeah, for earth they, they get help from legendary warriors found by magical flying space seeds but right <laughs> they have these these seeds they throw them out into the 
into space and then they go and seek the warriors and they happen to go across into another universe or something I don't know, into our universe of earth because mm-hmm. they do mention earth yeah and they yeah they use all of those words they use like universe and yeah, nebula yeah. and cosmos and right they go off, solar yeah. system and it's like okay i'm not sure what they really understand <laughs> what they're talking about here right and i think i was a little more confused by this because i was I was going to like kind of switch it between the English and the Japanese just to see what it was like. Yeah. But the subtitles, for some reason, I don't know, maybe the way I started it up on the computer or something, but they were just like off, like way off, like 10 seconds off. Yeah. Well, did you and put the subtitles on the English one? Yeah. Okay. Because that's why. Because the, the Japanese one is sl- like for some reason slightly longer maybe like 10 seconds longer it's the same there's the movie is not edited in any way they're the same length but something about that version was a little bit longer so it yeah they were all off a little bit yeah so it was yeah so i was just like okay i'm not gonna be able to watch that with yeah the japanese audio with like (laughs) not knowing what they're saying for another 10 seconds well the the japanese and the subtitles were synced Hmm. on that file it should have been fine but you're saying that it wasn't i don't know I, you know i didn't actually switch it to the japanese but i would have just been switching the the audio not the video there were two files okay so i was watching the english one okay and had the japanese subtitles on okay because i was going to ask you which one you watched because there's something to talk about with that but uh yeah there were two different files and if i remember right i provided the subtitles on the second file and then you yeah i must uh yeah just missed that yeah i I think (laughs) i just missed that and just like mashed it all together just like here we go oh there's subtitles throw that on okay (laughs) so so it was interesting because i was hearing the english dialogue right but reading the subtitles which were a little different right and so it was kind of like giving me what the, the so then that's even more uh differences of phrases going on right the japanese version sometimes calls it a completely different thing than what the english version is calling stuff and yeah well i noticed you you mentioned many times of the, the, the no distinction of l and r and i found it right. interesting that in the subtitles they called the seeds Rayabi seeds, right? And then in the English dub, they called them Layabi. Yeah, and there's the princess's name as well in the subtitles. Yeah, was yeah. Always are it was like Emerald. Yeah, it was something. like Emeraldus. It was like something like that. Was yeah. a, but in the subtitles, it was uh, R instead of L. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's a part of that where it's yeah just, they were mixing the things like that. Yeah, but um, technically, this is a Japanese movie produced in Japan with no real co-production going on with the U.S. from what I could tell. Mm -hmm. The fact that it got a U.S. release just a couple months later tells me that there was some kind of a co-production deal. Yeah, there must have been something set up simultaneously. Yeah, but um, anyway... Movies like this, where there's an international cast, are produced like the Shaw Brothers movies 
and spaghetti westerns where they're shot without audio. Everybody on set speaks their own language, and then they are the dubs are then created later. Right. Um, you know. I bet I figured out where those extra 10 seconds came from in the Japanese version is the opening credits. Yeah. the uh, Because the subtitles were going on in that, and they were giving me all sorts of information that was not on the screen. Right. So I'm right. sure there was, there must have been actual credit sequences. Yeah. I mean, I can show you version. after. It's it's a little bit different. Um, I mean, it's the same thing, but just, yeah, the way they present it is a lot different. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the Japanese one also has the... the the Toei, I think it is Toei logo, the mm. one with the waves crashing. Mm, okay. Um, and then the U.S. one has it as that old Uni- United Artists logo instead, yeah. which I think is a little bit shorter. Um, yeah. so I'll bet that's where the extra time came in. Right, right. But anyway, there. Technically, it should be. It's a Japanese movie. Watch it with Japanese. And the Japanese characters are speaking Japanese. But then there's all these English people, and they're actually speaking English. And right. it's all them dubbing their own voices. Yeah. And so yeah. it's like, I don't know. In my the way that I watch movies like this, specifically spaghetti westerns, it's like always just watch the English. Because <laughs> it's just like there's no real language to it. But right. So I was curious yeah. what you and did. but. And I was kind of planning to bounce back and forth, but yeah. the way I was apparently uh, misunderstanding the files was right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Not, not conducive to that, so I just watched it in English. And yeah, well, I, I thought I explained it, but apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I tried to get it to sync to that to that English, the, the, the English file that I, that I provided you. Um, I couldn't get the Japanese audio to sync properly. Okay. So then I made a separate file with the Japanese. Okay. Anyway. A little inside baseball. Yeah, yeah there we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know. What else is there? Did you – do you think this is a good movie? I, I do. I, you I do? Mean, maybe not a, like – High quality movie, but I, I don't know, it's kind of quality. It's got some good model work. It's got yeah. some good effects. It's it's done pretty well. And I I will say I enjoyed it from start to finish. I mean, I enjoyed it as well. I just I don't know, man. I don't know if it was because I was expecting <laughs> other like the the quality of other Kinji Fukasaka movies. I don't know because those battles without honor and humanity yakuza movies that I watched, that were, those are pretty fucking like technical and real, like mm. well put together. And I don't know, I, I don't know if it was that or if it was just like the way the story was presented in this weird sort of haphazard. Almost, it's, it's very haphazard. Yeah, That's a good and it's word just like it. I don't know, like shit. I was trying to figure out how to describe its its plot oddities but it's it, real haphazard is yeah, probably the best word for it. I mean it. it feels like uh things just kind of get a thrown bunch of together. shit happens and then like I don't know a lot of stuff would be like 
something is going to happen and then they talk about it a lot. I mean, I don't know. It just seems like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what is what is going on? <laughs> yeah, I was, enjoyed the whole thing. Yeah, I don't have was, a problem with it, but it's just like. It was not what you would think of as a, a normal movie script. No, no like as, from a narrative standpoint, it was just like. It was all over the, the map. What the fuck yeah. is going on with this movie? <laughs> and then that's what really got me to think, like, this has to be. Like a rushed production. Yeah, yeah. And then that's uh, why I researched the dates because it's like, man, I don't know. <laughs> it's not that, it's not like uh, Japanese movies are just weird like this. I mean, they usually have a story. The Gamera movies, as even the one with the fucking stock footage, like it, it has, it has a, a, a straightforward narrative. Pretty, yeah. pretty easy yeah. to understand narrative. I mean, those are obviously aimed at kids, but who the fuck was this movie aimed at, you know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Is uh, probably aimed at kids. I don't know. Yeah. It just seemed like like what the, f- <laughs> it's so episodic and like like uh, almost like a serial. Like the original Star Wars is based on serials or yeah. trying to be like a serial. Yeah, you know, I kind of felt like there were points in the movie where it's like I should be like stopping and and doing something else. <laughs> like it feels like I've hit an end point. Like of episodes, some kind. yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, not yeah, like that. I could compartmentalize an episode here, but it was just like I've hit a point where, like, I feel like I should just be like end credits and a coming right. next episode kind of a thing, and I should go on and do something else with my life for a little bit. But well, um, there was a TV series, oh, and that came out uh, also in '78, a few months later, hmm. um, created by the guy that I don't remember his name who created super sentai and all that uh he spearheaded the tv show and they made 20 something episodes and uh message from space galactic something i don't remember and uh was that a sequel or a retelling i don't know know? i know that that um i don't think the english people are in english speaking people are in it Mm, but um just taking the japanese cast yeah there's a there's an actor the Jap- you know the two pilots there's one american right. pilot and a japanese guy the japanese guy is uh, at the beginning of his career here but he's like an actually like a famous actor um i'm not going to remember his fucking name it's like hiroyuki sanada um and he he's in a couple of hong kong movies hmm. uh he's a martial artist and uh he was in Rush Hour Three <laughs> as the the villain with uh, fighting Jackie Chan. Um, he's in a whole bunch of shit. Anyway, he's in this movie and he's young as fuck. Like I almost didn't recognize him. It was like <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Look at him. He's like, how old is this fucking guy? And he's like the lead in the in the TV series. Okay, that makes sense. So I don't know if it follows after or whatever, but. Uh, who knows? Yeah. I'm interested. I don't know that it's available, but uh, right, yeah, it I've, seems like it would be fun. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> as, as much as there were awkward moments, yeah, like I never disliked them. It was never like no, no. It's it's fun the whole time. Yeah, I was just I was just enjoying the whole movie, right, start to finish. It was a blast. Yeah, I mean, they throw a lot at you, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, enough to to take off a star wars here do its own thing there and then inspire return of the jedi <laughs> parts and then you know I mean, it really has its own like yeah. 
a lot of stuff going for it. Yeah, I think if there's anything in it that I would have any complaint on, it's that at the end, I don't think we really saw what happened to the mother. We don't. I, when... I kind of assumed that she got in the spaceship at the end and was chasing them down, and that we, I, I was just like, oh, we're going to like see a shot inside the ship of her like being like, no, I'll get oh, my okay. And then it like never happened, and so I'm like, okay, I don't know what happened now. I guess she was just there, and things went boom. And <laughs> Well, I remember something about this. I'm trying to remember, but the... I don't remember his name, but the Darth Vader guy, who's not right. really like Darth Vader at all. No, not really. Other he's than just, he's just the leader of these, yeah, he's you know, just the evil these guys. conquering guy. Yeah. Like, I remember a shot where he falls and, and then I, he explodes. That was hilarious. <laughs> and I remember thinking in this one shot where he's falling, I I remember thinking like, oh, he fell on his mom. <laughs> Yeah, that's something I kind of thought of later because there is a shot like after he falls, they show a shot of the mother like, oh, and yeah. I thought that was just her being like, oh, no, they killed my son. Right. And I maybe it was that he fell on her and, and then there was the big explosion and they died. I don't know. I don't remember. I, I yeah. kinda have to go back. And, I'd have uh, to watch it again. But look at that specifically for it. That might have been what they were doing. Right. But maybe she's in the, the TV show. Maybe she comes back. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed her. I wanted her to be in it more. I, she yeah, has she this, was fun. She's in the throne, and it's kind of like a wheelchair where she's rolling around on her own. And then they show uh, they show her looking out the window, and you see that it has fucking spikes on the wheels. Yeah, like, that pointed was awesome. out. Man, this is like a fucking Mad Max wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that thing. Yeah, and the uh, all the, the face paint and stuff is yeah. really well designed stuff fun stuff i don't know then you got the whole uh sunny chiba character man i couldn't even like i didn't even know it was him no it was i was watching the movie and i was like ah, sunny chiba's in this movie where the fuck is he <laughs> i didn't realize it until like the end credits roll by and it's like this guy was yeah sunny chiba. i'm like oh that was him okay yeah then he finally shows up and you can't even fucking tell that it's sunny chiba it's like ah come on man i mean he does get some some he does get a, a little pretty extended sword fight scene at the end. Yeah, but it's like it's kind of shitty. <laughs> it's nothing that great. I don't know. I was I was like, I mean, I nah, mean it was fun. It was fun, and was, I don't. It was like the rest of the movie. It was just it was fun, but right? Not like it was it, superb yeah. or anything. It was just I just have fun with it. It was I Sunny just, Chiba, so I I ex yeah. wanted more. <laughs> it was just like ah, just, come on. I, I just was too happy with the little sword effects. And the, yeah, the no, the, the sword effects Cutting were, them were with fun. the lightning and... That the was sound cool. Sound effects and people all over it. There was a lot of cool stuff like that where, where yeah, they, they like, start glowing. And, and uh, there's that one part where, like, speaking of the episodic nature, they go to that, like, shack where the... The other old lady and her son who's all <laughs> yeah, robed. Yeah. And then when that dude disrobes and he's like this weird lizard guy, he has that like fucking lightsaber whip or yeah, whatever. That was, <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah. At first I, was, I thought they were going to like try and do something 
fancy fancy paralleling the mother and her son with the, oh, okay. with the Darth Vader guy and his mom. Man, and they didn't got time for that. <laughs> they didn't do shit with that, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's going to be some, like, deeper connection here or meaning yeah. or, or, like, this parallel. And, and now, no. Nah. <laughs> That's a wrong movie. <laughs> I was like, oh, they're going somewhere. Like, it, they're, they're trying to do depth or something. And no. No. <laughs> Maybe somebody was trying and just didn't get to it. It was yeah, just like, oh, we're yeah. going to do this whole, oh, what, the deadline is what you, oh, f- never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Next scene. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then they kind of have those those Stormtrooper guys, too. Like in that scene, they bust in the, the roof and they start shooting. Yeah, yeah. And I liked that they had, like, machine gun <laughs> fucking <laughs> laser blasters. Right. They had a really cool sound effect. It was like, it's something cool. I don't know. It was fucking yeah. fun. It was. I, I thought it was hilarious when the robot had one, and he never fires it, which was sad. But it's because he's like this old seventies like robot with like claw hands. I'm like, how's he gonna pull the trigger? He doesn't yeah. Have a beef. Like, what's well, he doing with this gun? What's he gonna do with it? Yeah, they show him on like guard duty with the, and it was like a rifle. Yeah, it was like an old good. west kind of a laser gun. <laughs> that kind of shit reminded me of uh galaxy express yeah yeah and yeah this this has a, a lot of uh a galaxy express feel of a leiji matsumoto feel to the really, sci-fi yeah like to the ship designs it and, reminded me of that movie and i was trying to remember i mean i could have looked it up but like that that movie that we watched is probably that was, was like 79 or something it, i think it was 79 might have been eight, 78 but i think it was 79 i remember yeah 79 maybe 78 and the series the series i think was uh around then yeah i think it would have started a couple of years beforehand maybe in the manga it would have been <clears throat> earlier a little than bit that. earlier yeah so i thought like uh, that must have some some bearing on message from space yeah and Leiji Matsumoto stuff had been going on, I think. For a while. Yeah, I think he he might have got his start in the 60s. I'll have to look up when he got started. But Oh, that reminds me. Uh, the guy that I can't remember his name who made uh, Super Sentai, he was a... Uh, his mentor was Tezuka. Ah. Just yeah, a little, that's little factoid. Not super surprising, but... Apparently, that guy's manga looks like stylistically similar to Tezuka's as well mm, okay. but uh, I didn't I, you know he Wikipedia manga, Wikipedia knows? facts yeah he yeah. has manga and all these TV shows and you oh. know he was one of these guys that's very influential in Japanese yeah. science fiction yeah to uh, look into him a bit more I guess yeah yeah for sure He's yeah I wish I could remember his name but I don't I mean, I guess I could look it up, but <laughs> what's the fun in that? That would defeat the point of the <laughs> Silver Emulsion podcast. Yeah, I mean, just just look up uh, Super Sentai facts. or yeah. or Kamen Rider, two things that I know he he yeah. created, and uh, look at the guy who created them. It will be the same and guy. And that's your guy. <laughs> and Wikipedia will have a biography of Yeah, him. They, they have a very lengthy uh, page where I got some of these facts. That may or may not be facts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I may be getting punked. As the internet <laughs> is wont to do at times. Yeah, yeah. That's the first time I've ever seen said uh, that I got punked. It <laughs> feels very strange and I don't like it. <laughs> and I, 
Strike it from the record from now on. Uh, uh, <laughs> speaking of that robot, I fucking loved that robot, <laughs> and I wanted that robot to be in it more. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Like at first, you're you're kind of just thinking, oh, it's just a robot, and it's like, and then it like, oh, it has like a personality, and it's yeah. like got actual character traits. And well, in the first, when you first meet the guy, the general who uh, is aligned with the robot or whatever his the robot is like his sidekick. Mm-hmm. The first time you meet him, it's a great scene. Yeah, he's uh, sending off a rocket uh, against the orders of the his superiors or whatever. Mm-hmm. Why is he sending off a rocket? He's sending off his first robot, <laughs> Baba One. Yeah, <laughs> just sending him off as a fucking funeral service <laughs> because he loved that goddamn robot. <laughs> <laughs> and so now the robot that we see in the movie, Baba Two, is uh, yeah. you know his new the sidekick. Yeah. yeah. I just I loved that <laughs> little yeah. bit of a backstory. Right, right. That was that was actually one of the biggest differences between the the English and the Japanese and that the Japanese like in the English one it's more like he's just the robot and he's pissed off that they're not like respecting him and, yeah. and his his and he just he's done with it cuz he's had this robot for 30 years and he's been this great companion and now right. he's gone and and in the Japanese one, it's like he's pissed at the military. Like he's fucking like all the the, the soldiers. Like oh, it's like I hate this military shit. I'm out of here. Like, it's like I don't want to take orders from you assholes. I'm going. That <laughs> makes more sense when it comes up later because like he becomes like this fucking barfly, and then it's like a big deal when they he's like he gets the the Leabi seed. And he's just like, oh, man, I don't want to. I don't want to answer this call, this message from space. <laughs> I don't want, you know, this is just bullshit. Fuck it. And then finally, he's like, you know what? I'm coming out of retirement. And he suits up, and it's like a big. It's <laughs> right, theoretically right. a big moment for the character, and uh, it's kind of just like it just kind of happens. It's not really a big emotional moment because that guy's not really in it that much. <laughs> right. I think if there's a problem with this, it's that there's too many characters to divide the attention between like it yeah. feels like it should have been a longer series yeah for sure that could develop the character arcs more thoroughly yeah because it goes in and out of all these different characters and without a real like solid through line yeah like it's it's just i don't know it's like real. it wanted a through line and it just couldn't find it and right <laughs> i mean there's there's the overall one where the the, the empire's there and they got to stop him but but yeah. uh other than that like <laughs> i don't know it's uh it's interesting <laughs> yeah it's, it, it's i've never really seen a movie like this it's real like uh real odd and yeah, it's, uh, enjoyable it's, and you know fun and it's, it's definitely quirky and yeah but yeah i was uh just enjoying the whole damn thing yeah it's super fun super and fun the whole like just the way the seeds just appeared in random bizarre places yeah no i like that there's this what like oh it crashed what the what's this freaking thing in my engine how did it here like like it just magically appeared in the fucking engine they're magic seeds and and uh, Uh, the guy kept finding it in his uh in his drink in his drink yeah (laughs) 
and like they they throw them away and then they come back they're they're they've been chosen man you can't throw that away you yeah. your that, fucking that, and at the destiny. same time that was one of the weirdest narrative parts it's like no i don't care <laughs> throw it away and then there's just like it comes back and you're just like wait what <laughs> like, right well and that's the thing about this movie where a normal movie like like if Star Wars was structured like this movie, it would be like Obi-Wan Kenobi. He meet Luke meets him. He gets the droids. He meets him. And he's like, ah, you know what? Fuck these droids. Fuck it. And he just like goes off and does his own thing for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then he realizes like, oh, no, there's those droids. Maybe I should. Maybe No, I should do this. <laughs> and then by that point, the movie's already half over. And then they finally right. are deciding, like, okay, we got to do something about this. We got half an hour left. <laughs> and it's just, like, it's such a weird, yeah, it, weirdly structured story. It is so bizarre that way, yeah. And, and just <laughs> it's kind of um, like the, the train wreck that you can't look away from. It's not like it's necessarily boring. There's no, a lot of boring. shit going on, but <laughs> there's a lot of shit going on. It's just from a from a story standpoint. Yeah, it's, it's just, just it's so weird. Yeah, yeah you I can't mean, go in expecting some kind of traditional story. Yeah, and that, that that's another place where I thought, oh, they're gonna do something like cool and artistic and interesting, and then just nope. Was with the <laughs> <laughs> was with the the because you first you see the guys that they're like these hot rod and punks like yeah. And, and the seeds appear in their engines and they've wrecked their ships. And then right. you got the guy who's like an alcoholic and it appears in his dream. I was like, oh, it's going to be like like pointing out their their flaws and they're going to have to overcome their okay. flaws. And then the guy bites into the tomato and it's like, oh, it's, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, nope, there goes that idea. <laughs> his flawless tomatoes. <laughs> oh, man. That was the thing, too, like. I mean, it was pretty deep in the movie, and they're like, yeah, we only got six guys. <laughs> it's like, where's the other two? Jesus, they still got to find two people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, where's the team? Like, I thought. Uh, yeah, and then when they find Sonny Chiba, they fucking crash on another planet. <laughs> There's Sonny Chiba, and then somehow the planet that they, they fly off, they fix their ship and fly off, and now it suddenly has the other ships attached to it. Maybe they did that before, and I just missed it, but... Yeah, I think they did that before. But they must have, but Jesus. It was, yeah, it was... <laughs> man, there's just a lot of shit to, like, overcome. Yeah, I mean, it's like... Logistically, you're like, oh, right, that right. doesn't make any sense, but okay. Like, you would... Like, if this movie had been structured normally, it would have been, like, the seeds go off, and you find all eight people... And then they make the plan to right. like, and then there's the yeah. whole big like fortress sieging uh, right. scene, like a, and it's just like no, it's like we're sieging the fort, like they're doing the whole thing, and it's like we still don't know who the last guy is. Right. <laughs> it's like he finally shows up, and it's just like oh, okay. Wonder why that took so long. <laughs> right. <laughs> Couldn't he have just gotten one, you know, at the beginning of the movie and been like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a lot of weird, a lot of weirdness with that. But but, like any good uh, weird, I he I hesitate to call this a B movie because it's technically not. It's a the yeah, highest budget a, <laughs> Japanese budget, movie yeah. at the time. Um, but uh, I don't know what else to call it because I don't see like yeah, 
mainstream people watching this yeah, movie it, like it feels very much like a b movie <laughs> it does so um i feel like uh the strengths of b movies is in their weirdness and in their non-traditional filmmaking sense so like this mo- this shit has it all <laughs> like there's a lot it's, it's a big in. budget b movie yeah it, it, somehow yeah. it it managed to be that and yeah, I mean, it has a fucking spaceship that's a like a old style sailor. Oh yeah, we didn't like even mention that. Ship. Like that's on the freaking <laughs> cover of the box. Yeah, there. and that thing was awesome. It was just like yeah, like oh, we just got this freaking sailboat that's just gonna be flying around. Yeah, yeah, that was great. And I then mean, got I, lost in an asteroid field. Right. And <laughs> yeah, and then it goes out of commission for most of the movie. But oh well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was it was a blast. Yeah, it was just it was fun. That that actually reminds me of when the princess and the, her her bodyguard are like flying away. There there was one scene where they're like, you know, they're they're getting shot at and they're they're like banging away on the controls like oh, des- <laughs> yeah. desperately. There's one hilarious part where she's where she just like pulls down this lever and then he like runs, shoves her away, grabs the same lever and pulls it back up. <laughs> it's just mentally I'm just thinking like, no, you stupid fool, what are you doing? <laughs> like, like, you'll kill us all. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of like wildly throwing levers in this movie. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Yeah, it was it was it was fun. Yeah, when they were like they were doing that nosedive at the end and all oh three of them God. had to pull the lever at the same yeah. time. I don't know why. <laughs> like, <laughs> man, and the the fucking the dives that they do with the models, man, those are some hard f- <laughs> they like literally are like an inch off the ground. <laughs> if that was a real ship, man, <laughs> that whole thing would have exploded. <laughs> just burst into flames and just broken in two. It was it was a uh, quality model work. Yeah, I enjoy. So, there were there were yeah. some some tight turns. That was some <laughs> good fun stuff. <laughs> uh, that was yeah, what a blast. Yeah, and then there was that that weird asshole guy who was uh, just like trying to get the money and yeah, the, the guy, guy with, with the, the tomato. The hat, yeah. yeah, the tomato guy. Yeah. Tomato biter. <laughs> Was all betraying people and Jack, was Jack, his name. yeah, Jack. I remember it was funny because it's just his name was Jack. Like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? He's got this flamboyant ass little, like, yeah, crazy. Uh, it was so weird. Like, yeah, it was just so weird that, yeah, I, I guess God works in mysterious ways and, and picks weird, like. <laughs> Yeah, washed up uh, generals and strange money grubbing assholes. And yeah, and and then like I was trying to think of how they were all actually contributing, and it was none yeah, of it was like, really making sense. But I guess it's uh, the the journey to the end result. All of these people are part of the journey, so I guess they were all influencing each other. I don't really remember what that guy like what his actual purpose on the whole thing was yeah what, what did he actually contribute uh, yeah it, it, i don't know i mean he betrayed the princess's guard perhaps leading him to the betrayal at the end which then leads into the revolt that starts like you yeah, know like, like some, you know like 
maybe yeah, that was another era that I thought like thematically they would try and parallel that to the yeah the, like oh this guy betrayed us but then now this guy is betraying the other like right <clears throat> the guy he betrayed is now betraying and and like trying to work that in somehow but no no there's nope there, there's nothing no artistic <laughs> attempts at storytelling here it's no just, i mean yeah they're just they had to get it out before star wars dropped on japan yeah <laughs> i guess so at least that's what the, the it seems like from the dates um yeah, that, that that sounds like a plausible theory there so i know that star wars didn't do well in in China. I don't know. I mean, it, it, I think it was fairly popular in Japan, but I think so. I think it was pretty big in Japan. I don't know, but I know in China it was never a big thing. And then because then when the new one came out, it didn't do that well in China, and everybody was like, "Oh my god, they don't like Star Wars." <laughs> so it's like, yeah, historically they don't really care about Star Wars. They, you know, they got Wuxia people flying around. They don't need <laughs> fucking Star Wars. <laughs> I need Luke doing a backflip out of a pit. <laughs> yeah. People doing that all the time. It's not special. Right. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's much to really dive into on this. Really? There's nothing. I mean, it's like they, when they explained, like you mentioned with the, when they talked about building their ship into the Voltron-esque thing because it's cool and it's <laughs> this movie is just kind of like a lot of that where it's just yeah. like oh here's here's some cool spaceship and now there's doing this cool thing and it's just kind of like at that level yeah. the whole time just we'll just do something fun because why not why wouldn't we do right. something fun yeah. when we have the chance it's just kind of yeah like a fun adventure sort of uh, in space yeah. kind of <laughs> they're on planets a lot too yeah yeah I think they spend more time on planets but right but they're planets, planets that are not earth so. right right they talk about earth and earth kind of comes up and uh, earth is eventually threatened at one point but they did blow up the moon they did blow up the moon <laughs> <laughs> which which should have some pretty lasting effects on you, the you earth. Would, you I would mean, think. Yeah. You would think. So maybe they dive into that in the TV series if it's a sequel. Maybe. <laughs> maybe it, it takes place on an mm. earth without any tides or moon or anything. Well, well, you know, it struck me as that, that actually, that end was um, presaging not only uh, Return of the Jedi, but. Uh, the new Star Wars, where they turned the planet into the Death Star, and that's what they actually do here. They have the entire planet. Oh flying shit! <laughs> You're right. The planet was the weapon in this. The fucking a, man. Even the new Star Wars ripped this off. <laughs> Holy shit! I didn't even think of that. I, like the first I try time not they did that, I was thinking like, oh my god, that's the new Star Wars. Oh man, you're right. Wow, wow. Now we just need to find out what the prequels took from this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> what did, yeah, the prequels take from a few movies, but uh, I can't think of anything offhand that this know. one does. Yeah, the, the it's missing, like, 
in Star Wars, <coughs> it's pretty much centered on Luke and like, oh, he's the guy. Right, right. He's gonna, you know, be the Force wielder, and then there's supporting people. And like in Message from Space, <laughs> there's no single person to follow. There's just a no. whole bunch of people that are all kind of Luke surrogates. Yeah, it's like <laughs> everybody in there is just kind of like has some aspect of him. Yeah. yeah. Like there's him or Han. It's like Yeah, they're they're all kind of like equal. I was, I was parts at first of I was like kinda of trying to parallel them. I'm like, oh well this guy's kinda of like Luke. Well, well this guy's kinda of like Luke. I, right. I guess that guy could be Han Solo, but maybe the other I don't uh, I don't think there's parallels here. Yeah, character wise <laughs> it doesn't really it doesn't really line up in the same way. Like there's a droid but it's not like the other droids yeah, at all. Yeah, it's not doing what either C3PO or R2D2 do. No. It's not doing It looks more like uh R2 in that it's a small Yeah, it's kind of sort crossed of... with the Lost in Space traditional right, sci-fi right. robot. Uh, but it has arms. Yeah. That's move. Those weird little like yeah. rubber hose arms with the claw yeah, out. Yeah, with the little hands. little lobster hands, lobster claws. And uh, yeah, and the, I, the general maybe could be a Obi Wan kind, kind of a guy of, because but then maybe the old man from who sends out the seeds could be Obi Wan. Yeah, maybe, like it's kind of yeah because he has the whole like at the end of I'm just going to accept my death kind of a thing. Right, right, right. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's where it, like it's certain things like that are inspired perhaps by Star Wars, but they repurpose it in a totally different way. Right. It, it's reminiscent of Star Wars, but yeah. not paralleling it right, much right. at all, honestly. It's yeah, there's there's no Wookiee or anything either. No, no. The closest thing is that lizard guy. Yeah, and he's just kind of... <laughs> he's uh, Yeah, he's not even in it, in it for he, more than He's more like uh, the, the guys in the beginning of Star Wars who kidnap the droids. <laughs> the Jawas? Yeah, I'm actually I'm thinking of the other, the big tall ones with the Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, those guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what he reminded me of at first. Was those? Like, yeah, just robed, and you don't really see any features, and he's just right. got the long gun, and yeah, no, yeah, kind of grunts, yeah, yeah, not yeah, really yeah. talking. And then when he takes the hood off, he looks more like a guy in the cantina. Yeah, more some, like Greedo or something. Some yeah. random guy. Yeah, yeah. Tuscan Raiders inspired by the John Ford movie The Searchers. Uh. <laughs> Specifically, that's one thing that's uh, taken into the the prequels. There's a um I don't remember which one it is, but the, there's a part in the prequels where the Tuscan Raiders kidnap uh Anakin's mom and then he goes and kills them and that's basically a scene mm. f- a part of The Searchers. There's a whole like kidnapping and uh, like part where they raid an Indian camp and and uh, John Wayne scalps this guy and I don't know he's very violent in that movie I guess so yeah it's a great movie um, I think they parallel the there's a very classic silhouette shot in that movie too and they I believe they they parallel that in uh, whatever prequel that is as well they do it in a lot of movies though so I could be thinking of something else anyway well um yeah it, it's good cheesy fun if you yeah if you like good cheesy fun yeah you definitely gotta like b movies yeah, um and just yeah random weirdness 
not even necessarily Japanese weirdness. Although there's a lot yeah, of I mean, there's a lot of there's, Japanese style in this. But yeah, it's it's more style than just weird things happening that yeah. would make sense in Japan, but not here. It's, it's right. It's more just like stylistically, it's got a lot of classic Japanese sci-fi visuals. Right. There was a lot of stuff that made me think like oh, I could see this in an anime. <laughs> yeah, there's there's. <laughs> Like the the villain race and their whole yeah for their sure. whole getup is very yeah. like kind of classically evil yeah anime alien kind of things like a Leiji Matsumoto evil alien kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah if you uh, if you're inclined check it out yeah we don't have anything else I don't know I don't think so wrapping it up. All right, so uh, we will wrap this up, this episode. Tie it in a bow. Tie it in a bow and send it off into space. <laughs> it will be we'll our hopefully message. Hopefully find the people who appreciate <laughs> it out in the yes. wider world. And then you will be the emulsion warriors. <laughs> 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 who will uh, at some point save the, gla- the, the, the galaxy or whatever word we want to use through entirely bizarrely contrived situations that yes. make no logical sense until you may not think you're a hero but uh, deep down it'll happen somehow somehow you'll contribute in yeah. some way that you won't really understand but your actions will be like the first domino falling <laughs> and eventually the right domino will you know end the evil empire right <laughs> So, anyway, that ends our message from space. Signing off. 10-4. <laughs> Adios. See ya.